Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. Welcome to episode two, Crystal Healing with Mariah K. Lyons. Mariah is a crystal healer, Reiki master, meditation guide, and Western herbalist. She is the founder of Astara, a luxury crystalline grounding footwear company, integrating ancient healing practices and sustainable design. Her work bridges the world of spirit and matter, and she is deeply dedicated to supporting the awakening of human consciousness upon the planet through various mediums and healing modalities. I have had the pleasure to work one-on-one with Mariah and take her accreditation crystal healing course. And as you're here, she is an absolute incredible wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And we really wanted to tap into that for the interview. And the reason that we wanted to talk about crystals on the podcast is because they've been such a massive part of our journey as witches. Um, yeah, and we, we kind of wanted to share the wisdom of Mariah and, and her crystal magic with you guys. Yeah, Mariah has just brought out a book as well, Crystal Healing for Women. Which we love. Yes, so where do we start? Our crystal journey? Yeah. And you gave me my first crystal. Yeah, cool. Like, they, they weren't <laughs> even on my radar. You were way ahead of the game. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually can't even remember where I got my first crystal from. I think um, my beautiful friend Paris, she actually now creates the most beautiful jewellery using so many different crystals and mediums. But I think that she was the first one to gift me a crystal and I must have been 16 at the time. Mm. Um, But I've always been so attracted to crystals and I use crystals in my products now. Um, So many of my products contain crystals. And for my clients who see me, like my room, my clinic room is full of crystals, like full to the brim. And yeah, I've always been attracted to crystals and I think they do have such a beautiful energetic medicine to them which I suppose is part of the reason that I am so um, intrigued by them and so in love with them Um, and we'll talk more about that in our interview with Mariah which we're so excited to play for you guys but yeah Yeah. and so I have had a recent journey um, with crystals Mm. and it was through Uh, Vedic astrology so the planetary um, alignments actually have remedies using gemstones and crystals amazing so this is why I came across Mariah and really wanted to be certified in it because I'm using that with Ayurveda as well and like you say Em like Mm. using it as a healing modality Mm. and as a remedy and using the subtle energy forces for that so, yeah, we're excited for you to to learn more about it. Yeah, to take a bit of a deep dive. And I think crystals, you know, um, offer us benefits both from a health and a physical level, but then also from that emotional and that spiritual viewpoint. 
Um, I have used crystals. I actually um, attracted and brought my first relationship into my life using mm. a crystal ritual. Um, oh, that is so witchy. Yeah, so witchy. <laughs> and I have been known to wear like crystals in my bra. Um, yes sleeping with crystals under our pillows and we actually talk about that a little bit in the interview because someone made a little bit of an error with crystals in the bedroom yeah that was me you guys can (laughs) hear about that (laughs) and and I might have done something a little bit silly in the bedroom with crystals too um yeah but we've had such a uh, such a cool journey um as witches with crystals and we really want to empower all of you which is to um really embrace crystal healing and therapy too yeah because uh underneath everything they are from mother earth exactly and connecting to that essence yeah so yeah yeah just like any other natural um product or tool that we use you know as um you know mariah's a herbalist and i'm i use herbal medicine in my practice so mm utilizing um, herbs but then also the foods that we eat and um, our cycles and the moon cycles yeah it's just really another tool to use to support us absolutely another aspect of nature to embrace and yeah fully live our divine feminine power yeah so we're excited for you to hear all about this conversation uh with mariah and please um send us your feedback yeah and we yeah we'd love to know if you're working with the crystalline energy yeah let's dive right in so welcome mariah we would love to know to start off with what is your rising sign your sun sign and your moon sign yes so my Rising in Vedic astrology is Pisces. My moon is in Taurus and my sun is in Gemini. Yes, and I see you as the epitome of Gemini, Um, (laughs) especially in the the Vedic. Um, In both systems, you're the Gemini, but I just see, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the multitasker, um, you know, the, that intelligence, the, the fashion design, that thirst for knowledge, and you have such an incredible ability to communicate as well, um, and that teacher energy. And I love as well that the gem uh, in Gemini stands for diamond. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's all very connected to, yeah, your soul path. Meant to be. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes, yes. It's It's so... Um, I loved having a reading with you a while ago and just really seeing that whole, um, my whole chart in the Vedic side. So that was beautiful. Yes. And I love that your ascendant sign in Pisces connected to the feet, but that's a whole whole other thing connected to your Astara brand with your, your grounding shoes. But do Um, you also know your human design, Mariah? My human design, I'm a I'm a generator. But the way that my chart is, it's almost like a projector because most of my, um, like most of my centers are open actually, but I'm a, I, I'm not as familiar with, with the human design to be completely honest, but I believe I'm a four, two. Yeah. Okay. That makes so much sense to me with this, um, energy of the Gemini and the generator like that's a bit of a powerhouse combination and I can understand now why you you have so much energy and you've got your finger in a lot of pies and yeah how you've been able to really craft 
um, yeah, your career. I'm a little bit jealous of you, Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? Like with the... your energy yes we're feeding off your energy i'm a projector yeah. so we're perfect oh we're my gosh <laughs> well i definitely yeah i can it's funny people are always like how are you doing all this and i was like i don't know but i will say if i'm not into something like i am i can i don't have the energy to do it so it's like if i don't want to do something I will fight it so hard and I just won't do it. But if I'm inspired and I love doing it, it's like, I, yeah, I can, I have quite a lot of energy to, to do that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so Mariah, I would love you to tell us, um, how you got started and how you've got to where you are today. Yeah. Um, how far back do we want to go? Yeah, let's go, let's go, I, um, go to the beginning. Let's go to the beginning. Okay, so I grew up in Utah. So I grew up in the mountains in Utah. And I was always a very highly, highly sensitive, highly intuitive child and was always deeply connected with nature and and communicating with the animals and the plants. And, um, you know, growing up in Utah as well, we there's so many, um, high mineral deposits in Utah. And so, you know, there's even gemstones at certain gas stations and it was just kind of around in my space growing up just to be highly connected with nature. And, um, I was a dancer. So, um, I went to ballet school and I was also a gymnast when I was little. And so when I turned 18, I moved to New York to, um, to, to continue studying dance and, um, and then moved from New York to uh, LA after uh, act, like a near death experience actually in London. And um, so I moved out to, to LA and um, started dancing professionally. And I danced professionally in TV, film and commercials and was modeling for about six years. And, um, and I'm prefacing that with, I've always been again, highly, you know, in ballet school, we had nutrition classes, we had meditation, we had Pilates every week. Like I've always really been finely tuned with my body as a vessel and Mm -hmm. what my body needed. And and when I was out of balance versus, um, you know, really finely tuned. And um, so after I stopped dancing, I fell in, you know, I really fell into fashion and I started interning at some luxury fashion houses and um I was at Burberry and I was at Armani and then I ended up um at Jimmy Choo for many years doing VIP PR and you know I really went from being out and about and dancing and and active all day long to sitting stationary at a desk Mm -hmm. um under fluorescent lighting and having to you know, smartphones on my body at all times. And, um, and my health really started to fail and my soul was really not happy. So I really dove into my own, um, studies of really helping my body heal. And at that point I had some autoimmune diseases that, that surfaced and, you know, a big thing for me while I was at my desk was grounding. And at that time, this was, 10 years ago now at this point, um, 
really like the only book that was out at that point was a book called Earthing. Um, and I really dove into why and how our body heals through direct connection with the earth and through the Schumann resonance. Mm -hmm. And I had these mats underneath my computer and I had some mats at home that would help um, really help my body ground in. And it helped so, so, so much. But the problem was, was how, you know, I kept thinking this is great, but then what happens when I'm traveling or what happens when I'm on an airplane or what happens when I'm in a city and I can't, I can't ground or I can't stay connected to the earth. Mm -hmm. So the idea came in and the download came in to create a shoe that I wanted to wear and that my friends would want to wear that helped people to stay connected to that frequency of the earth and really stay grounded throughout the day. So, um, once I left my job, I started teaching meditation because I had been with my, my meditation teacher in LA at that point for many years. And, um, I actually had a nutrition certification and, um, several different yoga certifications and became a Reiki master. And so I really just, you know, dove into my own studies for healing myself, but also started teaching and then launched Astara a couple of years later. And Astara is, uh, my footwear company that was that original download of, um, a, a grounding luxury shoe that helps people stay connected to the earth. And I've been doing that for two and a half years now. And, um, I'm teaching crystal classes and I wrote a book that came out last fall on crystal healing. And yeah, it's just one thing has kind of led to, led to the other. Yeah. I love that when you look back and you connect all the dots, you see how, you know, when you're at Jimmy Choo, like that was really um, setting up the foundation mm -hmm. for, you know, getting into the crystals and then um, creating your own, um, you know, luxury footwear line. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I know it's so funny. It's, it's like, we can't, you know, it, it's, a, it was such a reminder that we can't, our mind can't even fathom the like the divine orchestration that's always at play and especially when we think that the dots aren't going to connect and then later down the road mm. they always do it's just it continues to baffle my mind so yeah and that's what I love about the Gemini energy it's really having that curious energy so mm. just letting mm -hmm. yourself follow those um curious um ideas and yeah, you can really tell that's what's led you to here. And I love, um, Mariah, that you, like us, we both started in fashion as well. And I love mm. that you kind of completed the circle, like you weren't finding fashion fulfilling enough, mm -hmm. grounding enough, and now you've gone kind of 360 and now incorporated all of your learnings and your grounding literally back into fashion, which I think is so cool. You've kind of closed Thank that you. circuit. Yeah, yeah. And so... And with, Thank your, you. with this brand, Astara, Mariah, um, can you tell us a little bit about it? Because they're actually incredibly beautiful. They have actual crystals on them and they have the grounding frequency of the earth. And so how is that manufacturing process um, yeah. happened? I mean, I'm not going to say that ma that manufacturing and production is my favorite thing <laughs> because it's not. That definitely was a quite a learning curve. Um, so I originally, it took me a year to find my factory. And like you said, 
um, yeah, so each shoe, you know, I started with one shoe, one style, three different colorways and very Gemini. I had at first like a full collection. Like it was, I think eight, eight different styles, all these different things going on. And then I very quickly realized, let's just pare it down. Let's start super simple and, and grow from there. And I'm so glad I did it that way just because I've been able to, you know, I think we make mistakes we're always going to make mistakes. And so I made mistakes small and, and quickly and was able to, you know, maneuver and grow organically from there. Um, and yeah, so I, we first start, I first launched with a rose quartz, a clear quartz and a black onyx and then grew out from there. And the idea with those was also just really working with the crystalline frequency of, you know, these uh, slower tones, uh, quite slower tone, meaning that that black onyx, that that heavier, that denser, that um, more anchoring, grounding, rooting, slower tone. And then the rose quartz really in that beautiful heart chakra and really that middle tone, that middle range. And then the clear quartz, which can really help to attune the whole body, but is really great for the higher chakras and the, and the higher energy centers as well. So I really wanted to start with a, with a shoe that someone could have all of them and that they are very different, even though they, they have a similar shape. And um, yeah, and I had been going to gem shows for a very long time. So I had specific uh, mineral dealers that I've been working with for a long time. And it just became, it, it was quite a long process actually, of, of actually from samples to, um, to pieces. It took me a year to find my factory. Um, I looked all over the world and it actually ended up, I found, ended up finding a factory in downtown Los Angeles. And that was great. And, you know, because it hadn't been done before and I didn't have a reference, like no one had really at that point put crystals on shoes, um, even so to this day, actually. And, um, and so I had to explain like the what and the why and how it was going to happen. And we kind of had to do a lot of troubleshooting around it. And I remember when I sat down with the owner of the factory and at the end of our meeting, he, he, he said to me, he was like, I don't quite understand it or believe it, but it does somewhat help. And he like reached into his pocket and he pulled out um, I believe it was a black onyx. And he was like, I have this stone and I keep it in my pocket because there's so much stress here in the factory. And it seems to help me. I don't know how it does it, but it does. And it was just that moment of, I knew that I had found the factory that I was going to work with at that time. And um, so I worked with them for a while and we produce now in Spain as well as um, downtown LA. So oh, it was incredible. definitely quite the process, but um but fun, it, you know, and again, with that Gemini curiosity, it's so much of production and manufacturing specifically with products, it's always troubleshooting. So it's figuring out, you know, something goes wrong and you're figuring out how to make it, how to make it work. Definitely. I can relate to that big time. Yeah. Um, yes. Mariah, I think that's a really good segue, you know, telling us about the, the manufacturer and his experience with crystals and the fact that even he was very open in not really believing it but then understanding that there was some helpful element with crystals and I think that's a lot of people when they start out on their kind of journey with crystals and I think me included 
there's this like attraction to them and um, you kind of understand on some basic level that they are going to be helpful. But can you explain to us what actually are crystals and why and how can we utilize them? Yeah, so, you know, mineral healing is one of the oldest forms of, of healing and divination upon the planet. And um, we don't, while we don't have specific science or research that can, that can specifically point to, let's say, you know, rose quartz is, is beautiful for the heart or for helping to attune to peace or harmony. Um, we can, you know, there has been science that can prove that crystals can store information and can, and can radiate information by way of frequency and by way of vibration. Mm -hmm. And this has been shown, you know, Nikola Tesla spent so much of his career studying crystals and crystalline energy. The first radio frequency was, um, was programmed by clear quartz. Uh, and actually even the first atom bomb was, was taken from the idea of, uh, crystals hitting together and the, the properties of piezoelectricity, which are, uh, an explosion somewhat of energy, uh, once two crystals are hit together and it, this energy just explodes all the way out. So again, while we can't scientifically prove how they, heal and and balance or modulate the system we can prove that they are great um conductors of energy and they do help to radiate energy as well as absorb energy and information and research shows that you know we can store information in a clear quartz disk for up to 13 billion years mm -hmm. so you know we look at crystals as I, I, you know, kind of coined the phrase like OG thumb drives in that they're literally storing information and energy within the earth. And then that energy is frequency and vibration that we can then attune to. And just like there are musical notes um, and, and frequencies on the, on the color spectrum, crystals are the same thing. So crystals have lower frequency tones, and then they also have higher frequency tones. And those lower frequency tones can help to ground and soothe and anchor the body. And then those higher frequency tones can also help to uplift, to elevate, to open, to expand. And they do correlate then to the chakra system. And if we do look at the body, having this system of energetic centers, moving from, let's say, slower, denser tones in our root chakra all the way up to these higher frequency centers um, in our third eye, in our crown, and above certain minerals that are vibrating at those particular frequencies can then help to, um, by way of sympathetic resonance, help to uh, balance and activate as well as um, really harmonize the different tones within the body. So we can look at them as having a, almost a stagnant, uh, stagnant's not the right word, but a um, constant, let's say, a constant frequency that then when brought into our body or into an environment, they can help stabilize and hold that specific frequency. And then our body as a natural electrical system 
um, can start to pick up the tones of, of that crystal and it can help to, to balance or to come into alignment what may be um, out of alignment. Yeah, I absolutely love how you explain this, Mariah, and, you know, bringing that scientific element in it because, you know, a lot of the science and technology that we have today is very reliant on this, um, this crystalline energy. And in Ayurveda and Vedic astrology, um, this is where I actually came to discover crystals because these were important elements in really aligning our individual vitality and our energy and just like you're saying like counterbalancing and um, you know remedying the energy mm-hmm. and especially in Vedic astrology um, remedying any planetary placement and influences and understanding that everything is uh, energy and how this is impacting us because we are energy um, and I love how you speak about that resonance and how it can really, you know, impact us in our energy field. And they're there as tools. And that is what your teaching has really taught me, Mariah. These are these are tools to um, activate, to help us uh, remember on a soul level um, why we're here and, and bring out, um, yeah, the qualities that we really want to um, embody. Mm. Yep. Yep. And it's nothing, you know, and, and thank you for speaking to that because it is, you know, I always say, especially in the trainings, I'm like, sorry, but crystals are not going to do the work for you. They're not going to give you any special magic powers. They're not going to bestow anything upon you that you don't already have within. They are incredibly potent tools and activators and uh, wisdom keepers that can help us to remember but it, it, it again is really coming back to the internal versus these external tools. And some of, you know, these tools are so potent on our path and can help us um, really come into that deep cellular and soul alignment. Uh, but again, remembering that ultimately um, that work is all within and they can help show us the way and they can help activate with, within us what we need at that time. But that ultimately, um, you know, we're coming to that space of self-sovereignty within. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I think it's only been really recently that I have discovered the crystalline energy um, and really started working with it um, actively because, um, yeah, they weren't really on my radar before. And I know, M, they were Mm -hmm. something you were working with before. Mm But I really feel like they um, they call to you when when yes. they need to come into your life to help you. And for me, it was really using them as a tool to um, have support, um, energetic support, and um, like you say, up leveling and um, yeah, really utilizing that energy. Yeah, yeah. So just confirming, Mariah, if we go and sit in an amethyst cave all of our problems are not magically going to resolve. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, you definitely want to have some activations. But... Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so why do you think it is now, Mariah, that, you know, Emily and I were just saying before mm. how, you know, crystals weren't in mainstream like they are becoming now, which is mm-hmm. incredible. 
But do you think the where we are in um, this timeline mm. and our consciousness at the moment, we're becoming more open to it, um, this rising of the divine feminine energy, um, do you feel like that has um, that is why they're becoming more frequent now? Absolutely. I think it's, you know, I think it's a combination of, of many things. A people becoming more sensitive. I, I really do think that the more that people are, you know, quote unquote, waking up to themselves and, and, and starting to ask questions and maybe looking towards, um, you know, looking within and doing some self-work and, and eating differently and wanting to be out in nature more, the, our sensitivities, we are sentient beings. We're highly sensitive, right? So Mm -hmm. I think these sensitivities are, um, coming online more and working with crystals is, is quite a subtle, healing art practice it is it's it's not um as visceral it can be but it's not it but it is quite subtle so i think that as people become more sensitive they, they are gravitating towards um some of these more you know subtle yet extremely potent tools and like you said it is uh with this incredible rise of the embodied divine feminine we are coming back to these elements of the earth and and back to really tuning into working with nature and working with nature right so really tuning to you know both plants and herbs and 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 minerals and really working with these elements that we have upon the planet um yeah, and that is, um, you know, what being a witch is really all about yeah. um, is, yeah, connecting back to the healing elements of the the earth that I feel, mm-hmm. you know, modern society, um, it's easy to be disconnected from. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I really um, love about that. And just in regards to working with the crystalline energy, Mariah, um, do you believe that it is a, a conscious process, like really... Um, programming the crystal and and really taking care of that energy it's not just a set and forget like how do you work with your um your special um Mm. crystals that you have absolutely um so twofold one it it can be conscious or it can be unconscious um but I do think you're going as with everything intention is, is everything, right? Like it really, truly your intention is everything. And the more that we can get clear and be in a, our, a grounded heart open space to set that intention and to plant that seed, so to speak, the more that it will, uh, generate more energy and more magnetism to, to, um, to come into fruition. And, and the more that we're also feeding it, our energy and intention and gratitude and love and, um, and energy, the, the quicker that experience can come into form. So if I'm working specifically with a crystal or with the grid, um, I always really, uh, yes, work very intentionally with it in terms of clearing and in terms of setting an intention and programming the crystal. And then also, you know, it's not just to simply set and forget. It really is 
that 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 way of looking at it is a little bit more again putting the power in the crystal and putting the power um rather than a co-creation between the field between the source spirit uh universe god um and yourself right so it's i i really like to have this a, a practice of continuing to tune into the crystal continuing to tune into my intention continuing to tune into the space of gratitude for that experience and again really asking for um for direction and really continuing to tune into the prayer of it versus just simply setting it and, and forgetting it because that's that's where the practice really comes in yeah and this is what i love about your teachings mariah because you not only speak to the energy of the actual crystal and the vibration and i guess it's um it's characteristics but then also tapping into um how you can you can work with that energy mm. and really being open to it um yeah i love that teaching and i think also you've kind of summed up there um all healing modalities there has to be that kind of willingness to put in the work and not just rely on that healing modality to solve the problems for you they're kind of um obviously you're going to get better results if you're working and mm -hmm. kind of meeting that modality halfway so whether that's mm -hmm. with crystals or naturopathy or ayurveda and vedic astrology there has to be that kind of intention behind wanting to work with the modality in the first place i guess yeah and that's i it. i remember mariah you um you taught me how to make a crystal elixir and mm -hmm. i made it with black tourmaline and i was taking the elixir maybe um i was on my second day and my husband said to me, he goes, something's different about you. <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, but I programmed this, that crystal and the energy to be really grounding. And that I like I from that, I just realized the power of that intention of that crystal as well mm -hmm. to give me those um, those grounding qualities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that's what I, I think it is, it's exploration and it's testing it out. And, you know, if you have people that are skeptics in your life, mm. you know, like you're saying, it's um, not only does our technology rely on this, but so many ancient cultures um, mm -hmm. and indigenous tribes have, have used this incredible technology of the crystal mm. to um, really open them up to other frequencies and healing frequencies so mm -hmm. yeah i just i, I love this mm. absolutely yeah they've been i mean it's you know there's a reason that they're found literally all over the world and they've been used in every single ancient culture upon the planet and you know as it, they really are tools again for self-study, right? And 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 tuning into these different energies that we already have within us. So even, you know, using that example of of the black tourmaline and how your your intention uh, really combined with with the with the mineral itself helped to attune that to that frequency of, of groundedness within your body, within your field, and then we're able to somewhat imprint that that feeling, um, within our body, within our, um, within our field and to be able to remember that of how does that feel within our system and, and keep coming back to that. Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. And so really using them, I see, as tools, um, not only as healing tools, but, you know, there to help us um, on our journey, like you say. And so, Mariah, do you have um, a favorite crystal or any crystals that you're working with at the moment that are really helping with where you're at? Is this like asking you to pick your favorite child? (laughs) I know, know, totally. (laughs) Um... What am I working with at the moment? I'm actually working with Kunzite at the moment. Um, and I work a lot energetically with stones. So even like I have been working with emeralds a lot. Um, I've been working a lot with terminated quartz with Herkimer uh, diamond as well as um, I had been working with Sapphire for a bit, but again, working with the energies of it um, alongside some physical stones, if that makes sense. So I'll oftentimes bring them in in meditations and in different channelings and, and, and whatnot. Um, but physically right now, uh, definitely working with Kunzite and clear quartz and, and amethyst a lot has been coming in as well. I think, you know, especially right now, just collectively, there's so much change going on and so much shifting and so many people are, you know, myself included, moving into a new space of, um, you know, so many people are moving physical locations. And so it's interesting of, it also seems like a lot of the pieces have been thrown into the air and yet many of them haven't yet quite fallen into place yet. So we're in this space somewhat almost of an in-between where it's, especially even right now with eclipse season, where, where there's so much shakeup and, um, we're just needing to stay that much more clear within our vessel, within our body, within our mind. So we're able to pick up um, and continue to listen to what is the next step that we're supposed to take and, um, and just being really present in the moment. And I find clear quartz is an amethyst is really great for that as well. Can we ask you how you decide which crystal to work with at the time? Is there, um, like we were saying, is there an intention behind that every time or are you also kind of intuitively selecting crystals to work with as well? I mean, at this point, to be honest, it's, it's very intuitive. Um, and that's also what I teach, um, in, in my trainings as well as to be able to have students really work with them intuitively. I would, I, I love, and I prefer to be able to help people intuitively tune into what they need or what's coming in versus just kind of reading something in a book. Um, and I, and even with Astara, I tune into the energies that are coming up in that next season, that next year, and then try and as best I can work with specific stones to be able to support those seasonal, um, and energetic changes as well. So I think it really, you know, it depends upon what's coming in. Um, but it is, but it is an intuitive, it is an intuitive, um, channeling that comes in and the crystals. I mean, at this point, like they, you know, they speak to me in a very specific way. And oftentimes I see them in grids, like they come through in different, um, shapes and forms. And, um, at this point in, in, in working with them, it's, uh, I, ha- it, it's almost like, uh, 
it's almost like a painter with all these different colors that, uh, that they're used to, or even just like, like there's such deep allies that it's almost just, mm-hmm. um, uh, I have like a, a specific relationship with so many of them that it's almost like friends or allies that you kind of call on in different, in different times, mm-hmm. depending upon, um, you know, what, what is needed in that time. Yeah. So if you're starting your journey with crystals and Mm -hmm. you are at a crystal shop or you have been presented with an opportunity to pick a crystal, is it okay to kind of judge a book by its cover and go with that one that you're really aesthetically drawn to? I love that. Yes. I I mean, I think I always say, especially for beginners to go in before you go in, like before you walk in the door, ask to be guided and directed to the one that is in your highest good at that particular time and stay super grounded, super present within your body and just keep tuning in and, and notice which one you're really drawn to, which one you hold in your hand and it seems like you can't put it down. Mm-hmm. Like you just like all of a sudden you're just like, I cannot put this stone down. <laughs> and maybe you walk around the store with it. Maybe you keep looking at others, different stones, but maybe, you, and just start to tune into how your body shifts or how your energy level changes or, or what kind of starts to subtly shift within your, within your mind or within your field. And then you'll know. And then at that point, look at, you know, then at that point, look at maybe what's written about it or what the particular stone is. But I think it's always, you know, some people, everyone's different. So maybe it is one that you're visually attracted to um, or aesthetically attracted to, but it also could be one that you're just really drawn to. And it just feels really good in your body. And nine times out of 10, after you choose intuitively that way you read and and someone reads the card after or looks up you know the qualities of that stone nine times out of ten it's exactly what they need at that time it may not be what they had they would have intellectually chosen first and foremost but it's more often what they need at that particular time yeah and i guess that is the whole premise behind energetic and vibrational medicine isn't it that you are yeah able to intuitively pick and this is really what has helped me in your teachings Mariah is um, tapping into that intuition and Mm -hmm. really um, getting out of the mind and Mm -hmm. like you say back in the body and how does it feel how does it feel um, holding this crystal in my um, in my hand being around it and um, yeah looking at it that way rather than logically Mm. yeah choosing these qualities and um, yeah what does this mean for me Mm. yeah Um, something I did want to mention as well Mariah there's been a lot of um, people speaking about about Moldavite and I don't know if you've seen this recently there's a whole trend about it um, I don't know if you've seen it and basically speaking about um, Moldavite as, you know, um, something that can potentially ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> Moldavite is TikTok famous. Yeah. Yes. Moldavite is TikTok famous. I think even Rose Quartz had like a TikTok famous moment too. But Moldavite, you know, and there's also, there's been so many other... <laughs> Uh, teachings about Moldavite as well, because it's literally not of this world, right? So there are specific stones that I would 
never recommend to let's say a, a beginner or a novice mm-hmm. um just because you know moldavite really it 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 brings up the deepest darkest uh shadow work wounds that mm-hmm. um that some people may or may not be ready to look at. And it, and it seemed, you know, I think sometimes even consciously or, or intellectually, it's like, oh yeah, let's do it. I'm ready to do the work. Let's, let's, let's dive in there. And sometimes it's too much. It's, it's, you know, when we're working with healing, it it can be that, you know, the onion and we're really continuing to pull back those layers of the onion. And if we just dove right in and got to, you know, the inside, um, it sometimes can be really hard on the psyche and it can be really hard for us to, to integrate and to be able to understand. So I really don't recommend Moldavite to most, most people, to be honest, unless they are really, really drawn to it and they have done a lot of personal work on themselves. And I oftentimes find those that are drawn to Moldavite are those that are, you know, looking to attune to, uh, star beings or, or different, um, different light consciousnesses from different, uh, you know, solar systems or, or across the universe. And it's just, um, that is a tool as it is literally not of this earth. Mm -hmm. It is, um, it is a different frequency and it can be quite jarring to our system. It's a really potent and powerful, uh, you know, gemstone as well, but it's, Definitely not for the faint of heart, for sure. Yeah, it's very interesting because I've never been drawn to Moldavite. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm still not drawn <laughs> to it. We're not ready. No, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, just um, not even wanting to uh, work with that frequency right now. And I think that's exactly what you're saying is going on, you know, what is feeling right to mm-hmm. you. And yep. um, yeah, just working with that energy. That and it's... Having. Exactly. And it's not even something where it's like, you know, I have, I have friends who have been working with crystals for 20 years and they're not, they don't ever work with Moldavite, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of one of these things where it's, it's one certain energy and some people absolutely love it. I've worked, you know, there, there was, it was interesting, actually, a friend of mine made me a custom, Moldavite necklace uh, with a specific pendant on it a couple years back. And I was on the train going from London to Glastonbury and I was meeting a friend and we were going to the tour and we were doing the whole Avalon adventure and the Moldavite necklace broke on the way out to on the train on the way out to Glastonbury and it, I didn't do anything. Like it was literally just one of those things where, you know, the, the energy switched and the energy flipped and, um, it broke and the pendant fell off and the whole thing. And I think, you know, it's, it's definitely if, or when someone feels called for it, just to, just to know that it is an extremely potent energy that is to be honored as such. And it doesn't mean that everyone has, it's for everyone, you know, um, it's not the end all be all. It doesn't mean if you don't work with it, you're not doing deep inner work. Um, but it is a very specific, uh, frequency and tone. Mm. 
I actually want to ask you, Mariah, on that topic of crystals breaking and that kind of Mm -hmm. um, message behind them breaking. Can you talk a little bit more about that for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, They can break for a myriad of different reasons. I, they can break, you know, it's not a bad omen. Oftentimes people think that it's, it's bad. It can generally be, you know, I find it to be a couple, a couple of things. One, it's a lesson, you know, it it can be, um, what were you doing in that exact moment? What were you thinking about in that exact moment? What was the patterning that was going on in that exact moment? Um, that can be a lesson. I had, there was one time, I remember this was years ago that I was rushing out the door to go see a client and I had a bunch of crystals with me in my bag. And then I just grabbed one and kind of threw this beautiful double terminated amethyst, um, into my bag. And then I turned around quickly and it, and I was locking the door and it fell and it broke into two pieces. And I was so sad and devastated. But in that moment, I hadn't given myself enough time. I wasn't grounded. I, you know, was rushing. I hadn't properly packed, like packed up all of my stones. And so it was just a reminder of, um, for me of slowing down and of, and of, really taking care of my own body, my own time, my schedule, as well as the stones. And so again, so it can be lesson for what's going on in that time. It can also be an energy, like if there's something going on in the household or within your life or in an office, it can sometimes take in and absorb the energy that is being released. Um, and sometimes it can break because it's uh, needing to transmute or transform that energy. So if it hasn't been cleansed, if it hasn't been cleared, or if it was just a lot of energy that it transmuted and transformed for the environment, it can break because again, that energy needs to go somewhere, right? So it needs energy is never just goes away. It needs to be transformed and it transforms into something different, Mm -hmm. something new. And, so it can oftentimes break to, to release, to expel, to, um, to transform and transmute that energy. Um, those are generally the, 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 the two reasons. Um, and it can also just break if it's kind of done working, (laughs) to be honest, sometimes they'll kind of, they'll be done and, and they are, it's time to go back into the earth. It's time to, um, to, you know, to really replenish its, its energy back into the earth. So it can, um, it can break in that way as well. So I generally find that it's always a beautiful lesson and a great opportunity to tune into what's going on, you know, what, what are the circumstances if it's breaking, you know, in an environment, let's say, you know, a family is having um, disharmony in the house or something like that. And a, and a crystal breaks, you know, it's a good time to really look at, uh, are they, you know, the people are the, the family members taking responsibility for, for their relationships? Are they taking responsibility for their emotions? Or are they just dumping them on other people in the house or, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's a, it's a really great opportunity just to tune into what is actually happening. Mm. Yeah. To bring your attention to, mm. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, and with that holding those frequencies and cleansing the the crystals, Mariah, 
Um, do you recommend that more for, say, crystals that we're using to kind of counteract the EMF and things like that? Like how often uh, should we be cleansing um, these crystals that are really working? Mm. Um, specifically for ones that you're using to mitigate EMFs or just crystals in general? Yeah, especially the ones with the EMF mitigation. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, because there's just a lot of, there's a, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> heightened EMFs, obviously, and just more frequencies um, in our space and sphere, I would say, at least once a month, sometimes more. Um, and you're just going to want to, you just have to tune into the actual crystal. So mm -hmm. if you're working with it a lot, it might even be weekly. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. And it just reminds me, um, before I took your uh, crystal training, Mariah, um, crystals in the bedroom. And this is a big one for M because... <laughs> <laughs> um, M said that she was having trouble sleeping mm -hmm. and I'd just recently, um, finished your course, Mariah. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, just out of interest, do you have any crystals in your bedroom? And Emily's like, oh yeah, I have them all underneath my bed. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I had like 30 in and around my bedroom. <laughs> no, you had 30 in your bedroom. I know. I know. <laughs> so I said to her, you need to take them all out and um they were the really high frequency ones as well i remember yeah, you saying that yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah that is too funny did it help your sleep at all once you once you kind of took them out yes literally that same night i took i was like right okay let's just take them all out and give it a try yeah and yeah fine yeah, yeah i think you were a bit skeptical at the start you're like oh this isn't a thing but then <laughs> you were like yeah that uh that's really helped uh, my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It helps. That is too funny that I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I think a good rule of thumb, truthfully, I try and say no more than three. Um, and some people can do more. Some people can need to do less, but I think, you know, three and, and ideally those three that are, um, really peaceful and calming and creating, a a, a really nourishing sleep environment and or ones that are you know um activating or energizing um you know if we're, if we're really looking at our bedroom for for sleep and for sex so mm -hmm. um you know again if if you're having those activating or energizing um stones to not really maybe not having them in while you sleep but I try and recommend no more than three <laughs> and people always their eyes always bug out they're like wait what <laughs> um but it really is you know we just want to make sure that we're having a really deep restful night's sleep and sometimes especially the high frequency ones can interfere and can can elevate that space so we're unable to get into that deep sleep yeah and that's such a good message because I was working with a Lemurian crystal and I actually don't usually sleep with crystals but this particular time like I had it underneath my pillow and I had the most incredible sleep but mm. my my husband was just like, oh, I couldn't. And he's the deepest sleeper. He's like, oh, I couldn't sleep at all last night. Like I kept waking up and I felt so bad. But I never told <laughs> oh, him. Wow. Did you tell him? You no, didn't I tell didn't. him? 
yeah but they can really impact and it's it's different as well I think depending on you know the energies and yeah, and where you're at where your mind is at um you know uh obviously it wasn't good for him but it was great for um, me I want to ask you one yeah. more question Mariah what do we do when we've finished working with crystals like I had um it's a train that I when I moved house I couldn't find a spot for it and I felt like I had finished working with it and it it actually yeah. worked out really well that one of my really close friends was over and she was saying look I, I, I actually really want to work with Citrain more and I was like ah I think I might have a crystal for you that is no longer I love that. Me. but what else do we do when we've kind of um yeah stopped working with that oh, crystal I love that um I feel like crystals for me are always like a revolving door where it's like they teach us such lessons of of non-attachment as well (laughs) like um because oftentimes some of my favorite ones have asked to go to certain people and you know we just listen and we and we and we do that but I think it depends you know I if if it if it does feel like it's it's done working with you, uh, tuning into if there is a person in your life that it could go to, mm-hmm. and if it that doesn't come clear, really tuning into if the crystal does want to go back into the earth, and if it does want to, you know, you could you could plant it in your favorite park, you could plant it um, by you know, buy a tree in your yard, you could plant it in your garden, um, you could, again, gift it. I think that we are, you know, crystal keepers and crystal guardians, and and we are guardians of them for however long it is meant to be. And then at that point, it, you know, and some stones may stay with us forever, and, and some may be a little bit more of that revolving door, but it is always great to, to tune in and how beautiful, just like you shared that, you know, Emily, just like you shared that story of it was, you had had that experience with it and you felt complete. And then someone else came in and was needing that. And then that's, that's that, that, that perfect door opening to, to allow that, that energy to move through. So I think it's always really tuning in and paying attention to, is this still in my highest alignment? And if not, is there someone else that it would be beautiful to go to? Um, and that may be a, a random stranger on the street. I mean, that's happened to me. So I can't even tell you how many times where I'll be, I'll have a stone in my bag and it starts talking to me and it says it wants to go to someone. And I have to, you know, either tell them or just, you know, tap on their shoulder and give it to them. And it's always exactly what's supposed to happen at that time. But it's just really, you know, tuning into where the energy wants to move and what it and what it wants to um, expand into. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Mariah, for joining us today. Yeah. So for your time. Yeah. We just want to ask you one more question. Yes. Um, what does health is the new wealth mean to you? We like to ask mm. this question. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, really, at the end of the day, to me, we have our body, we have our spirit, 
we have our consciousness and to really do what we came here to do and to, you know, to fulfill our own unique um, experiences and, and missions, let's say, we have to be in the highest vibratory state possible. And, um, and when we are in that state of true wellness and true health, um, our life is rich depending, it, it didn't, doesn't even, it's not dependent upon what's in our bank accounts or in our wallets. Mm -hmm. And we're able to actually enjoy the richness and the fullness of life. And we can have all the money in the world and have terrible health and not be able to enjoy it or not be able to really even live our life to the fullest. So to me, health is wealth um, really truly means being in a state of true vitality that we're able to soak up the richness and the, the vibrancy and all of the colors that this beautiful earth and this experience in this multidimensional space that we have um, has to offer. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. What a great answer. Um, mm. Finally, Mariah, where and how can people find you and work with you? Yeah, so you can find me on social at Mariah K. Lyons, as well as at Astara. And my website is MariahKLyons.com. Uh, Astara is AstaraCollective.com. And I do have... Um, I do have a crystal healer training program coming up this summer. So that is beginning June 29th and going for six weeks. And that's a level one, level two. And then I'll also be doing another level one, level two in the fall and then an advanced crystal healer training program. And I, I also do private high level mentorships as well. So I do a few of those um, every season alongside my work with Astara. So yeah and i can highly recommend mariah's teachings um she's an incredible teacher so much wisdom and so much knowledge as you would have um heard but also when when working with mariah it was it was very different to other teachers and i feel like everyone's always trying to um hold back some information but i just found mariah that you were um such an open book and really wanting to hand over the keys of knowledge and um, really go at the pace of, you know, what your students were, were wanting to, um, to learn. So, yeah, highly recommend um, that you check out um, Mariah and her in incredible um, business ventures. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, love. It's a gift. I, I just get so excited. I mean, it's, I feel so blessed to be able to, to teach what I do and, and, and offer and design what I do. And it's, it's, it's so fun and so full of joy for me. So I, it's my greatest honor. Thank you, Mariah. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and make sure you subscribe. And come and join us over on the socials. We're at Witches Being Witches on Instagram. Um, and you can come and join, join our group, our Witches Being Witches community over on Facebook too. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich, inner peace is the new success, health is the new wealth, and kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.